are now listening to What the Bell with me, Bell. Come along and join me as I bring you on wild turn and twist of adventures from life's lessons, love advice, and just the pursuit of living your best damn life with a little sprinkle of gossip and positivity. So sit back, relax, and grab your hot tea, because here we go. Let's start the show. Hey guys, hey, it's me, Bell, and this week we're gonna talk about how Ticketmaster is trash. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen all the headlines in the news right now and all over social media. Well, as if you didn't know, Taylor Swift is, you know, announced a new uh, concert going on and called Eras. Um, it will go into the different eras of albums that she's had up until her most recent um, one, an album called Midnight's. Anyway, they went on sale. Obviously, beforehand, Ticketmaster does this thing to verify a fan to, quote, reduce the amount of scalpers, which I think is a load of bullshit because I don't think that's actually happening. Um, <laughs> I'm serious, guys. And a lot of you guys who go to these big, um, big names, big ticket names uh, for their concerts, y'all know this, you know, especially with Harry Styles. Um, um, Beyonce doesn't have this kind of an issue. Like she got her shit down. Thank God. Thank you, Queen, so much. But anyway... So, the night before, they send out codes. You get a special link with a special unique code to your account, to your Ticketmaster account for one of the dates or a couple of the dates that you signed up for that you would like to see. I actually got a date, and mine was the Houston, and I wanted to see, like, okay, am I going to get one? And then, because I just did have people who wanted to go, my sisters, um, my friend Jenna, uh, my sister-in-law, so that happened. So here it comes Monday. I'm working from home, but I use my personal computer to go ahead and log in. And I log in about nine o'clock and to watch the countdown. Everything's released at 10, 10.05 hits. Um, I was being redirected into the waiting room and I came across three times once it refreshed on its own, a broken page. It crashed my goodness, what the hell? So there I am waiting. Then it finally gets into a waiting room. 2000 plus. I'm like, whatever. Here it is, right? I should you not. An hour and a half goes by. It's about 1130 now. Ticketmaster has the audacity to pause the waiting room. So nobody's getting tickets because obviously they know they're having issues. They released a statement saying that, oh, this is um, an unprecedented amount of people who are winning tickets for this show. They knew exactly who the hell they sent codes to. So this is a no unprecedented. We could not see this happening. Like y'all sent the codes. Y'all know. Um, But you would have to stay in this in this line. So that way, once they have everything you know, good to go, they would reopen it back up and you still kept your space. So I had the time. I was cooking pozole for work today and I was like, okay, look, I have the time. So there it was just on my computer all day. 6.30 hits. And I had already closed my laptop and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to jump on through my phone and it let me in. Yeah. My sisters got tickets and that's that. 
But, well, I mean, what a clusterfuck it is to trying to get tickets nowadays. It's so hard. Not to mention the ticket, um, Ticketmaster fees are ridiculous. Before that, there was a couple, before it crashed, there were a couple of lucky people in different cities and everywhere um, in the U.S. who were able to get tickets. Obviously, they were scalpers because they were already on StubHub, Vivid Seats, all those other um, seat geek they were on all those other ticketing sites right and there was one that was on the floor for thirty four thousand dollars yes that's three four comma zero 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 i mean there were some odd numbers there but you get the point right there was even other concert tickets that were in the bowl arena going for 25k this is out of this is ridiculous it's so out of hand i mean i know President Biden said he wanted to crack down on fees, but I think we got to crack down on something else. And we need another solution other than uh, Ticketmaster being the only one you can buy tickets from because they collaborated or they joined forces with Live Nation. And look here, all I know is Beyonce is fixing to come out with a tour. That's my tour right there. Talked about it today. And if Ticketmaster decides to have issues with Beyonce, which they probably will, mm. I'm, we are all about to race in hell because the Bayhive don't quit. Although, you know what? I'm not a Swifty like that, but the Swifties definitely are putting this on the news radar since it's everywhere. The Washington Post is covering it, CNN, Fox News, all the all the news media um, outlets are covering this exact thing. While there's other people out there in the world that are laughing like, aha, you can't go and see them or whatever. Those people are just trolls. This is an actual real issue. This shouldn't be happening to anybody, regardless if you're a Swifty or not. Live music is what is good for the soul. No matter who the artist or band is, we need live music and we crave live music. It's something that helps us, you know, release the tensions of the days or situations that we may be going through. It gives us gives us these endorphin, an endorphin release to help us really you know, motivate, look forward to get ready for and even afterwards, because look, yes, at post concert, <laughs> depression is very real. But you still have those videos and these memories, you know, that really fill your life up. And it, it's just a whole experience that I definitely love live music. But that was my rant. I'm sure so many of you guys can agree with this, regardless of if you're a Swifty or not. Ticketmaster is 1000% trash. All right, guys. So let's move on from Ticketmaster, right? But let's talk. You guys know I had to see Wakanda Forever, the new Black Panther movie by Marvel. And I am not going to be doing spoilers. I don't believe in doing spoilers. I know a lot of people um, wait until they um until a lot of other people watch it it barely came out last friday i am totally going to give you guys the benefit of the doubt of not having seen it yet because look i can go on and on about this movie but when i just tell you the movie was done so spectacularly well it was immaculate to say this may be one of the best movies in the Marvel universe in this fourth, um, what do they call it? Fourth session, session element, whatever. It, it really is. 
it definitely outdoes everything. Um, I will have you guys know, there are so many emotional moments. Um, for me, I'm an emotional person, especially when it comes to Black Panther, especially when it comes to Chadwick, um, Bozeman, uh, may he rest in power, because I saw him give to a culture what was needed. What was needed was, you know, the representation, you know, in such a way that isn't, you know, a drug dealer, gangbangers, you know, um, thugs, you know, those kind of stereotypes that they like to put on black and brown um, people. And this goes into, say, how this movie, in which it's no secret that there is a Mexican, Latino, like indigenous person, like y'all, I was so pumped for Namor. He is incredible. Um, this was definitely the represent representation that us brown Latinos needed. Um, in a superhero, 1000%, he must be protected at all cost. And I really do hope that he's enjoying everything that is to come for him because chef's kiss like this this movie was just everything um you know i advocate a lot for black and brown communities and you know having them come together in this movie and when you watch it you're under i'm sure you'll get an underlying tone of you know what they're working on which i won't say because it will be giving spoilers away but you'll understand and then try to put it in a real world perspective at least that's what I had did and done. And I have seen many others on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook discuss the same thing. So without giving anything away, please go see Wakanda Forever. It's incredible. I only seen it once so far. I did see it on Friday and I cannot wait to watch it again. It was everything that we needed and more. Please be prepared with your tissues or your napkins or what have you and enjoy such an amazing movie. And last but not least, let's get into some Latina problems. So let's discuss. There's some things I'm really starting to dislike about the Mexican-American culture right now. And these are boundaries that I've talked about before. Some of them I've talked about before. We need to break them and learn how to. Um, diminish them because they're not any good for anyone. One of them is our elders not acknowledging our mental health. They think it's a joke. They think it's, oh, you can't handle life. They don't see it as a real problem because that's how their parents taught them. And I mean, look, you, we can't blame them for, you know, the way they grew up, but we can hold them accountable for not wanting to expand their knowledge and understand what's going on in the world and what mental health issues are. It's such a big thing and I get so tired of hearing people say that about me and my sisters and stuff because we have our own issues and for people to say like, oh, you just can't handle life or that's part of life, deal with it. Like, no, it's not. There's a way to overcome things and to get through things and work through things positively so you, you're not harboring them for eternity body shaming as a joke now I will be completely honest with you guys and I will say that growing up I did this so much even in until my early 20s and even then a little after that 
I would do that to other family members and I am so sorry and it took a lot of learning for myself and you know just being made aware and I don't think I was ever really called out for it but you know I had to fix my own self look I'm not perfect and even though now I am all about body positivity loving yourself being kind to everybody and you know whatever whatever there was one time where I was definitely the mean girl and thank God I've changed so then I can help others now and help other mean girls that are still out there you know overcome their their things and see the light and then also hopefully empower some girls um, young women who are out there in the world trying to navigate through all of this especially as you know Mexican-American a lot of times you know you get card gordita or anything or there's a, some always um, gordo there's always some kind of you know remark about the way you look whether you're fat or too skinny and you just don't win either way but regardless it shouldn't be a joke body shaming is not being one thing also too is being told pero son tu familia like yeah you're my family but you don't get to disrespect me you don't get to make fun of me you don't get to put my needs and wants and dreams ahead of like you know below anybody else's not ahead of i mean and oftentimes you know, we've grown up with that ment mentality of family over everything, family over everything. You do what's best for your family. And a lot of people, sadly, you know, go crazy because of that, because you always want to put your family first. But when is it time for you? When is anybody ever going to put you first? And if we only have one life to live, and sadly, the family, which are the older generation, when they pass, then what? We're going to be completely screwed and lost, and then be putting this kind of pressure on our kids or our nephews and nieces or whoever the younger generation is it's not fair so for people to say pero son tu familia we need to stop that 1000 percent. it doesn't matter because look there's a lot of family that i have that i wish weren't family for a various amount of reasons reasons weasels reasons getting labeled as what do you not spoiled ungrateful for setting boundaries you guys know I talk about boundaries so much and one of those things that I've been seen um seen as in my family is ungrateful because I set boundaries because I don't want them to talk about certain things or I don't want to talk about certain things or I'm tired of them bringing up old crap for example when I was younger there was um various amount of things that I did was I like the perfect child by no means necessary was I but I did make mistakes and there were lessons that I learned and things that I did or said or went or places I went that I wasn't supposed to for all those things but at the same time looking back at that I can see why I did those things and made these choices although it wasn't like the best and having those things being brought up as you're like for me as now I'm 35 and those things happened when I was like 15 like are you serious right now and so you're setting boundaries to be like hey that's old shit like why are you bringing up old shit why are we talking about this why is this a thing you know I don't want to discuss this or that's the past let it be and then being called ungrateful because you know they I put them through whatever and the same goes for 
all the other families to, oh, you're ungrateful because I gave you such a good life and, you know, you don't want to talk about this or they treat you this way and you're just trying to set bound positive boundaries for yourself because maybe you're going through stuff and you don't like the way you feel after you visit your family, especially during the holidays. This goes back to what I was saying earlier. One of the things that is very, very hard hitting and it's insane and which is a whole reason why I adopted a whole family for Christmas this holiday season is because this mother stood up for her daughter who's 11 and her daughter was sadly getting sexually abused by her uncle and the girl's dad was covering it up. Yeah. He was covering up for his brother. And so protecting the predator instead of the victims is such a big thing for me. In this case, the mom who is now single took her children out of that situation once she was made aware of it. And now the um, predators and accomplice are going accomplice are going to jail or waning sentencing. But a lot of Latin families will protect the predators instead of the victims because they'll be like, They'll put it on the victim. Say, what were you wearing? What were you doing? Or you shouldn't have been around so-and-so. Or you shouldn't have been wearing this. No, it's about how are you raising your boys? How are you raising these people in your lives to think it's okay? And then what's wrong with me for these actions to happen? Look, I've had actions happen to me within my family. And I didn't speak about it for years. Literally, maybe within the last five years, I finally said something about it. And that was a whole big old thing. Like... It was such a thing to where I literally basically got in trouble for letting it happen. It was insane. And I can't even believe that I just said that out loud, (laughs) but it's true. And that's something we shouldn't be doing. I don't give a damn if your family like protect, like, and you don't want to feel shame on the family. Well, look here, you got old Peppa the predator over here, you know, fucking um, bugging all the kids in the family. Like, you know what I mean? Ugh, it's so annoying and one of the many things is colorism colorism happens so much it happens to me because well it happens to a lot of people in my family because we're so fair-skinned um and so when we have you know darker members of the family and things like that colorism is a whole thing oh you're too dark oh you're too white you need to get some sun oh you don't need any more sun you know that and then it goes into, and I hate to say this, but being a racist. And that's a lot on the older generation to how they grew up in the times that they grew up, which I'm going to be completely honest, black and brown people are very similar in the fact that they're still some, the elders for sure that I know can be uh, racist in that department and I hate it 1000%. I correct it every time. I will 1000% say, no, this isn't okay. But yeah, guys, the basis for this episode was I just want you guys to all have a sane and safe holiday season. I know Thanksgiving's coming up. Some may or may not be seeing family or you may be seeing family that you really don't care to see but I've seen them because they're your family and they were invited by somebody or another so I just definitely want you to make sure you have a plan you have an exit strategy and you keep yourself sane this Thanksgiving Christmas is a whole nother thing that we'll get to it very very soon but yes 
guys. Also, I know this is a little early. I will be having one episode next week, but uh, please feel free to come and join us if you're in Austin or surrounding cities at the Capital Venue Event Center at 10401 Old Lockhart Road from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. <coughs> guys, I'm choking. <coughs> I had a lollipop and oh god. Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, please come. Feel free to come visit us. We have. Uh, five, six food trucks coming out over 40 plus vendors. Uh, we have an amazing DJ. We have the Grinch coming out, Santa coming out, some special guests and who knows what else is going to happen. Oh yeah. Just got a gracious donation of $500, which will be, um, which is allocated to be a cash giveaway for one lucky attendee. So you can't win if you ain't there. So enter to win be there, be square. Anyway, guys, I hope you have an amazing weekend. Bundle up if you're here in Austin. I know you guys don't think it's that cold here in Austin, but for us Texans, it's a little chilly because we ain't used to this weather and Wakanda forever. Hey guys, the fun doesn't stop here. Make sure you're following us at the link in the bio. And yes, we are on all the things. <laughs>